Hello, welcome to the Design for a Living podcast with Chelsea Coriel. On this week's episode, I'm going to be talking about difficult clients, share some of my stories of uh, times when I could have handled things better and what I learned from those um, instances, (laughs) and uh, try to give you some advice on how to gracefully and tactfully address clients who, um, honestly, at the end of the day, just don't understand our industry or trying to almost take advantage of us. Uh, I did get a message from Amy. Hi, Amy. And she loved the the last podcast where I talked about the crazy stories and things that had happened to me as a designer. And I kind of had a few, a, a small version of some of those this week. It's been a tough week. And um, she asked if I would explain more about the time I got kicked out of someone's house. <laughs> oh, yes. So it really does come down to, you know, when people spend big chunks of money, they're spending, you know, anywhere from ten dollars to $50,000. That That's emotional right there. That um, it's a lot of stress on them. And especially when they're not going to see the rewards from you know, that, that expense for months. So they might give you, you know, $50,000 for furniture and they have to wait eight to 12 weeks for the furniture to come in. So they're not used to it. They get really uneasy feeling like we're holding onto their money and it makes people, um, sometimes they can get a little aggressive. The instance this week came from a client, um, who it was going to be a big install. There was a bunch of furniture. And I think they had spent, I mean, they spent a considerable amount with us and they didn't like the fact that we were going to charge for delivery. But this install was in a condominium and it was a high rise that we were going to have to reserve the elevator. I knew it was going to take time. I mean, it, it's obviously going to take more time for a delivery team to move each piece up in a small elevator rather than back in a truck up to the garage door and loading it all in. So it was going to be a more expensive, about $500 for the delivery. And this client um, called into the designer that had been working with them and was so irate when they found out the price that it was going to be about $500. And they they really, it, it was traumatic for her. It is traumatic because we're trying to do our best, right? We want to make people happy. We're pleasers. And when a client is so unhappy and raises their voice and these days makes threats about leaving bad reviews and spreading bad uh, rumors and information about you and your business, that that's threatening, right? That, that is, that can be very traumatic, you know, especially these days having a bad review out there can be, you know, make or break a, a, a business. So we were literally being threatened with a bad review, um, for us to come down on the price of delivery, that we should cover the price of delivery. And we compromised at 200. And um, I thought, you know, well, of course that's fair since they did spend so much, but it was a really bad situation. It didn't need to be handled that way. He could have just talked to me. Um, You know, he didn't need to yell at the designer. And, you know, that's the thing. They've wait, they've been very, very, very patient, especially through COVID. Delivery times are just crazy. And he has had to wait, you know, an exorbitant long time to get the furniture. It's it's been maybe 10 weeks. And they were living in a place without furniture. They had to rent furniture. So tensions were high. 
And of course, you know, he probably wants to make his wife happy. And, you know, the designer was the, the, the middleman designer was easy to take his aggression out on and his frustration, um, you know, thinking that she could make the final decision, which she couldn't. It had to go through her boss, me. But, you know, I feel terrible because I've been on that side of it. I've, I've been on the receiving end of an unhappy customer. And I'm sure, you know, everyone has at some point. And it's heartbreaking. It, and, it, and it sticks with you for a long, long time. Even though she didn't do anything wrong, that that whole conversation will haunt her for a for years. So, Amy, the time that I got kicked out. So this was a client in California that I was I was managing the store and um, the designer was Tara, who was also a really dear friend of mine. We're still really close. And um, Tara's about my age, is more mature. <laughs> Tara, if you're listening, that's a nice way to put it. But so she, this isn't her first rodeo, right? She's, she's worked with clients her whole life. She's very good at dealing with clients. She, in fact, she's, she's really better than me at, at, um, customer service and complaints. She just has a, a way of smiling and being really sweet. And people just, I don't know. I don't know how she does it, but I, sometimes when I have a difficult client, I'll actually call her and say, what do I say? Because <laughs> you're going to do it better than I will. So Tara was the designer. So, so it wasn't her, it was me. And this customer had been waiting for a long time for his sofa. There was one fabric. It's always one fabric. It's always one little detail at the end that causes the most problems. We were, we were waiting for one fabric and the six week wait time he was expecting had turned into eight. And I think we were getting on, gosh, probably close to 10 weeks. And he was livid at this point. And we'd been really dealing with his wife and had a better relationship with her, knew her um, more. So to him, there was no personal attachment. There was no friendship. There was no, you know, um, conversations that we had. He He's just mad, not knowing where his money has gone, wondering why he hasn't got all of his furniture. And it, it was a problem. He, he would call to the store. He was, you know, at that point, he started calling and checking and getting really angry. And we thought, you know, let's just make him happy. Let's bring his window treatments, which are done. And we'll have those installed, you know, we'll collect for just that. And then when his sofa comes in, we can go bring the rest of it. So uh, Tara was terrified because she knew <laughs> that this was a big, angry man and she really just didn't want to deal with it. So um, I went along and I thought, well, great, I'm her manager. It'll be, you know, I'm an authority figure, whatever. So I went with her and we installed the window treatments and they looked beautiful. And then we needed to get payment for the final payment for the window treatments. And he refused. He said, I'm not paying until my sofa comes in. And I had to explain, well, it's not really how it works. You know, we did install the window treatments that we have to pay the installer. We have to pay, you know, the, the workroom that, that made them. Um, you know, we need to collect on the items you have now, uh, but we won't charge you obviously for the, for the sofa and the other things you have coming. Oh no, he was not going to have it. So we are all sitting in the living room and I'm trying to keep it together and have this conversation. And he was going off on me. And I was saying things to him like, sir, and this was true. We were renting a truck and having his piece shipped immediately when it was done. So he didn't have to wait for a truck to fill. He didn't have to wait for the load. We were hiring a truck from, um, I think that time it was, yeah, North Carolina where we were getting the piece and driving it, you know, all the way to California. We were going above and beyond to try to get him his piece as fast as humanly possible. 
And I tried to explain that. And he said, well, obviously you're not doing everything you can because I don't have my furniture. I mean, just everything I said, it, it was, he just had this terrible, um, very attacking way of talking to me. And, you know, I'm, I'm starting to lose it. I could feel tears welling up in my eye. And finally I said to him, you know what? I, I don't deserve to be talked to this way. No one talks to me this way. I'm sorry. And I got up and I left and I went outside and I went in my car and I called my boss. And at this point I'm crying and I'm like, I don't know what to do. He will not pay. He's yelling at me. He's threatening. I, I mean, I don't know what to do. And my boss actually laughed. He said, I remember being in this position and I had an unhappy customer and it was always my boss who got to call in and offer some discount and save the day. He said, ha ha, I finally get that opportunity. So I'll call him and I'll make it better, right? So I walk up to the door and Tara comes to the door and his wife is right behind her, you know, kind of back a little ways. And I'm saying to Tara, like, I don't know what to do. We have to get the money for this. I mean, you know, we got to collect the taxes. We got to pay sales tax. There's so many things. Legally, you know, he can't keep the things unless he pays for them. I don't know what, it, what I was to do, call the police, you know, and, and get our, the window treatments back. And the wife heard that and she yelled from the back, she's calling the police. I thought, oh my God, this is such a mess. And I hear the husband say, that woman is not allowed back in my house. And I thought, oh my God, look at what a disaster this has turned into. So Tara, thank God bless her, actually went off on the guy in her sweet way. But she said, maybe you're just not ready for a designer. Maybe you should be shopping at Levitt's, which now that's an insult. If anyone that knows furniture, old school furniture, da, da, da. I mean, that's, you know, that's a step lower than Ikea quality, right? Maybe you don't need a designer. Maybe you're not ready. Maybe you should be shopping at Levitt's. And she left. I thought, yeah, thanks. You know, sisters sticking together. But we went back to the store and my boss got on the phone and offered him some discount and was smiling and now they're best friends. And he's still laughing at me like, <laughs> you know, you had to take it. And I, you know, I get to be the hero. What a, yeah, I won't say, but yeah, what a jerk. So um, yes, that was why I got kicked out of that house. And it still haunts me. Like I still remember the winter treatments. I remember the room. I remember him and just how vile and, and aggressive he was at me. I didn't do anything. I'm just saying, dude, we installed some winter treatments. You got to pay for them. You don't get, you know, and my boss used to always say, you can't go to, again, dating myself. You can't go to Circuit City and get a TV and say, I'm just going to bring it home and keep it for a while and see if I like it. And then I'll pay you. That's not how it works. You pay for something, then you get to take it to your house. So yeah, that was terrible. Um, but this client yesterday, again, we tried to kill him with kindness. We did the install. I offered to pay. You know, and he's right. We, we now have a, we're changing our policy where we cap out at $200 for delivery if they've spent over 5000 you know, and, and it just made sense numbers wise. But I mean, we went above and beyond and I hung all of her art. I mean, all, not just the stuff we brought in, but we spent, you know, three hours hanging all of her art throughout her house. We brought fresh flowers for each room. we you know, we fluffed everything. We lit candles. It was beautiful when she got to come in and ta-da. And then she did proceed to take pictures of the whole thing and say, well, I just want to remember how it looks now so I can copy it later. Which means that all the accessories we brought in, hoping that she would purchase them, she's probably not going to purchase them. But um, 
but you know, there's just some clients you can't win. They're going to be clients that it doesn't matter how nice you are. They want to yell at someone and they're going to yell at you and it sucks. And you have to just smile and take it to a certain extent. You can't let people be abusive. You can't let people traumatize you and you should stand up for yourself, but you need to do it in a professional manner and say, you know, I, I'm a professional here. I, I've been hired to design a beautiful room and I've done that. I'm staying on top of all of our vendors and I call and I check on them. I have great relationships with my vendors and with my, my sales reps. We are doing everything we can to get this piece produced as fast as we can for you. And I'm sorry that you're upset. I understand completely, but I'm just going to be doing the best job that I can. And that's all I can offer. And if they want to keep yelling, then they have to live with the bad karma <laughs> really. But, but you'll, you'll find those things and you have to get a, a thicker skin. You have to learn that it comes with big chunks of money, long wait times and stress. It's unknown. They're trusting you to make their house look beautiful. They still don't even know if their house is going to be beautiful. If they're going to like it. They don't know if their friends are going to like it. There's so much unknown as a designer. You know, it, it's, we're artists. We're creating this, this piece of art and they have to put all of their faith in us. So when their faith starts to waver and maybe they're having a bad day, maybe they've, you know, gotten bad news at work or they're going to lose their job or they're fighting with their wife. You don't know. So you just have to keep your calm, be professional, try to smile. And then we brought her a bottle of wine and a beautiful candle. <laughs> and she did love that. She did. She did. Um, she softened up at the end and and she was happy. She was thrilled with the job. And I tried to reiterate, I mean, this is the service that we offer. We're not a furniture store. You didn't just buy a sofa from us. This is what we do. We come in and we create the space for you. That is the service that we offer. So yes, delivery, you know, we charge for delivery, but that's because you're getting so much else on top of it that we don't charge for. It's just that, you know, th this is the way our business runs. This is our business model. So the more you can explain to them, they kind of understand it and they'll back down a little, um, but you'll just have to get used to it and, um, and take it. It's sad, but it is part of our industry. Um, and I know, it, you know, Amy speaking to you because and I hope you don't mind me sharing this, but Amy had terrible times with uh, a contractor that she was remodeling her parents' house. Her and her sister were in charge of the whole remodel. And there was a contractor that was so mean and insensitive and understanding that these were young women. This is the first design they had done. You know, they weren't familiar with the whole process. They weren't familiar with it. But he took everything out on them because they were easy victims. They were kind and sweet and, um, you know, trying to do the best job for their parents. And he took it out on them. And it was traumatizing. Uh, you know, it's not just her. It's me. It's everyone. We have, we're, we're haunted by these clients that, that we're the easy one to take out their frustration and their anger on. And it's heartbreaking, but it is, it's just part of the job. So my best advice is get a thicker skin understand it isn't you as long as it isn't you, right? As long as you are truly doing the best you can, you didn't just drop the ball. If you have dropped the ball, the best way is to apologize and to own up to it and say, listen, I, I'm going to admit it was my fault. I forgot to, you know, double check on the leg color and they've been holding this piece for two weeks. And, you know, I apologize. I'm going to do everything that I can to get it here as fast as I can. Um, you know, you can always offer something, 
you know, I don't know, something extra, you know, or a discount if you want. But the more honest and truthful you are, the more they respect you as a business person. That's what I found. And um, just, you know, kill them with kindness, always kill them with kindness. Take the higher road and, you know, don't just yell back at someone or quit the job or walk off the job. You have to take it. You can have great conversations with them and, and try to mend those relationships. But at the end of the day, you have to take it. And it happened with uh, one another one of our designers. And um, it was waiting for a piece. It was back ordered for, for months. It's COVID. She bought one nightstand. And, and I've talked about this, I think, before, because it was a distressing call. Again, they yelled at me for a good 30 minutes. They bought one nightstand. Their second nightstand was way back ordered, months. And the conversation I had with them was, essentially, we are doing everything humanly possible, explaining our industry, explaining shipping times, explaining that, that we didn't have a truck driver, and that as soon as it gets to California, we'll notify them exactly the day it gets to California, and then when it puts on, you know, it's put on a truck, and when it's going to get here. And so we stuck by our word after that day. He wanted a full refund, and I did actually kind of cave a little and offered him, um, you know, if he wanted a refund for the nightstand, that's fine. I knew I'd already ordered it. So I was going to own it, but it was beautiful. I could have it on the floor, <laughs> but then they were mad that they didn't have matching nightstands. And then he wanted to return both of the nightstands. And I said, well, I can do that. I understand that you're really upset by this. And again, he was a good customer. They'd bought a bunch of stuff. So when I offered to refund both, he then kind of calmed down. And I said, well, he said, well, let's just wait and see when it comes in. So we waited. And now, um, Again, Stephanie, the designer, killed him with kindness, kept him in track. You know, every time we got a notice, we notified them. And they wrote the nicest text back to Stephanie and said, you did such a great job. You know, we apologize if we were hard on you. Um, we're excited to work with you again. <laughs> like, they're going to come back and keep working with us. Now, it, you know, difficult clients are something you're always going to have to deal with. But uh, if you want to go back and check episode 10 of our podcast, we talked about red flags to look out for, for difficult clients, something that, that might give you a heads up of what you're about to get into. And that's the time to decide not to work with this client. That's the time where you can kind of step back and say, you know, maybe we're not a good fit. Um, you know, that's where you start charging too much or you, you find some other way to gracefully back out of it. But before you jump into these, you might, you know, look for those red flags. So yeah, episode 10, that's a good one to listen to. So yeah, be honest, be upfront, try to explain what's honestly happening. You know, don't try to lie and hide things or say, oh, it's coming, it's coming. And when you know for a fact, it's not going to be here for two months, you just have to educate them. And remember, you, you've got their money <laughs> and they're scared. So make sure you don't seem like the shady kind of person that would run off with their money and, you know, take charge, be professional, hold your chin up and smile. <laughs> That's all you can do in this industry because at the end of the day, it's the best job in the world. I love designing. I love creating beautiful spaces and making people happy. And you will too. You just got to get out there and do it. Stand strong. Happy designing, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Design for a Living with Chelsea Coriel. Our episodes will be dropping on Sunday, so stay tuned. We are on Google Podcasts and Spotify, and soon you will find us on YouTube where we will upload podcast videos. So stay tuned for that and follow along. Thanks so much for being with us. Find us online at designforaliving.com. Visit us on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and house at Design for a Living. 
If you'd like to submit a question or request a topic, email us at chelsea at designforliving.com. That's C-H-E-L-S-E-A at designforliving.com.